welcome to First Friday Five. It's the first Friday of the month, and we're back watching five episodes of a TV show and then judging it based purely on those five episodes. Today's show is Gossip Girl. As always, I'm the host, Corbin Zavokal, and joining me is my co-host, Cody Webb. Cody, what's going on, man? We back. Another First Friday Five kicking off the month. I'm excited to be here, man. I, I believe we missed uh, last month. You know, I don't think anybody was too mad about it, but... <laughs> I love me some TV. So yeah, I think this is going to be a really fun episode too. So I'm excited. We took a little summer vacation for the month of July, but we're back. School is around the corner. So we're talking about this classic Upper East Side, New York socialite, girls, boarding school, drama show from the early 2000s, late 2000s, early 2010s. And of course, we're doing that with a very special guest returning to the podcast for the first time on First Friday Five, however. My wonderful girlfriend, Mina Naki. Mina, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. And of course, this was your show that you picked today. So very excited to talk about it. We are doing First Friday Five, so it's five episodes. We're going to be talking about season one, episode one, the pilot for the first one. Season two, episode 25, the goodbye gossip girl, which is the highest rated episode. Season three, episode one, reversals of fortune, which was Mina's choice. Season five, episode 11, The End of the Affair, question mark, which is the lowest rated episode. And season six, episode 10, the finale, New York, I Love You, XOXO, uh, to, complete our, to complete our five episodes of The Gossip Girl. Very excited to have Mina here. Mina, tell us, what is Gossip Girl? <laughs> oh, that's like a heavy question. First, I just want to say I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this. I feel like it's on the same level as bringing Clueless to you guys the first time I was on the pod. So like pretty excited. Gossip Girl is a very great story about teenagers that most teenagers cannot relate to. Uh, as we did not just get served alcohol at hotel bars at 16, but it's there's basically just about like this core group of in the high schoolers uh go, that go to this boarding school that's like split guys and girls but like it's still together they all have class together still I don't really understand how that works but whatever and that have since freshman year been followed by this like cyber blogger slash bully for sure like it's a very interesting dynamic of like everyone's nasty and sending stuff in there but also always pissed when something's posted about them and it's just like follows them through high school and college and it's a good time yeah see I think it's like a very traditional setting in the world of like high school and teenage drama but it's got that added twist of like the new age of social media and blogging and gossip in the online world and kind of the effect that that can have on you know young people and it really happened at an interesting turning point um i know this was uh based on like a novel series of the same name i don't think they're super similar i know like the characters serena and blair are kind of the same but they definitely took some creative liberties with the television show uh it ran for six seasons in total from september 19 2007 to december 17 2012 mina did you watch the show when it was on live or did you come to it later this 100% would not have been a show I was allowed to watch. <laughs> Seven-year-old um, Mina tuning into season one. This was one of those shows that was like on the same page as like Dawson's Creek and like uh, 
One Tree Hill and stuff that I had friends that had watched it. I had older siblings that watched it when they were coming out. And so when we got to the age that like maybe it was cool for us to watch it, um, all my friends were like, you have to watch this. And I went, okay. So then it came to streaming and I said, all right, here we go. Let's watch Gossip Girl. And I believe I binged it in like two weeks. Just got that out of the way. It was, I was hooked. Uh, definitely feel like it's not at all accessible to what I grew up living, but it was kind of an interesting look into what might be happening here in New York. And actually at work, I met somebody uh, who has friends that went to a school very much like Gossip Girls. And she said, this is actually like pretty freaking accurate. And I was like, that's crazy. That is interesting. Now, Cody, you and I's relationship to the show, I would say is vastly different. I want to hear from you first. Had you ever seen an episode of Gossip Girl prior to this episode? Yeah, weirdly enough, I I have never uh, seen an episode before. So this is definitely an interesting exercise for me. Uh, I didn't know anything about really the story or the characters coming in either. So I had a lot of question marks there. But like you said, I think the concept is is kind of interesting, at least from, you know, a, a bystander's view. You know, the elites, the elitists here in, of New York, uh, your guys' territory. It's kind of interesting. Like, oh, these people are ridiculously rich. And for some reason, like people care about them. So I think that's that's a cool angle. And then you throw in the whole gossip girl thing. And it's like, these are the people who probably have the most secrets, but they don't have any secrets. So I, th- I think it's interesting television. I, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. But yeah, I definitely had never seen it uh, before. I knew some of the people, obviously. Uh, obviously, Blake Lively. I knew that she was in it. There are some other people who I do know, but I had no idea that they're in it. So I'll save that. But uh, I would say that that's like my approach to the show. My relationship is just kind of knowing that like, these various people in Hollywood started out on Gossip Girl or on Gossip Girl. And like you said, there were some that were a little bit of a surprise to me that we'll get into further throughout the episode. But like Pin Badgley, yes, he's been popular on you, but like I think everybody knows he was on Gossip Girl. And of course, Blake Lively, beyond just, you know, appearing in, in The Age of Adeline and being Ryan Reynolds' husband in the, and uh, appearing in the Green Lantern movie as- alongside him. Uh, she was also in... She's- she was also she's in Gossip husband? Girl. She's in a lot of movies. She's in all kinds of stuff. The Shallows, that's a classic film. She started with Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Shout out to America answer. Ferreira. Sisterhood of the Traveling <laughs> Pants. <laughs> but I would say just in general, my relationship to the show, having never seen it, it was just like, I know the people who are in it. I got, had like the general concept of like, there is a Gossip Girl that is anonymous and they're trying to figure out who that is. So you had never seen the show either, Corbin? I had not. not. I had not checked out any any episodes. But one thing that I did want to talk about before we got into it, and I don't know if you picked up on this because the episodes we chose weren't great examples of it, but every episode title of the show is either based on the name of a movie or a novel. So like a couple examples, there's 17 Candles is the name of an episode, obviously 16 Candles, there's the Blair bitch project instead of the Blair witch project. There's the bad news Blair instead of the bad news bears. Like there's easy J instead of easy A, of course, another pin Badgley flick. But I mean, just like every single episode, I know there's a couple Indiana Jones. There's like an Empire Strikes Back one. Yeah. Which did you notice that Cody? I did not. Looking at the titles of the episodes, the goodbye girl. I think that's a movie, right? I don't know. Reversals of fortune. That sounds like it should be moving. There might there might be blood instead of there will be blood. (laughs) The end of the affair question mark. I don't know what that's supposed to be either, but I like the references. Um obviously big movie guys here. So yeah, throwing 
even more pop culture references. Uh, I'm down for that. I'm not going to lie. That fact it made it really hard for me to choose my episode that I wanted you guys to watch because, and Corbin knows this, but there was an episode that's called The Debarted that I really felt like I should pick just because of you guys and your love of Departed, but I decided not to. You stuck it out for the, the good content instead. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was just like, I don't like that episode, so I didn't want to watch it again. <laughs> That's fair. Despite Cody and I having not seen it, I think it was a show that we were both at least aware of in terms of like its significance to the culture of TV and even the culture at large. Like my background right now is obviously a meme. It's a show that's been memed and it's also a show that like the fashion sense of the main characters kind of expanded beyond. It would create, you know, issues in magazines and fall fashion lines and like it, it just like existed in a world greater than the show. Even like this uh, Don Oshtoff, a CW executive, talked about how it was really the CW's like vert. It's the, it was their show. It was their like premiere calling card. It was like House of Cards for Netflix was the con- uh, the comparison that was made. You know, Gossip Girl really set in as this like very pivotal piece of TV content in the the late two thousands, early two thousand tens. Despite having like a max reboot done about. Uh, in the last few years, I just don't think it could uh, connect with people in the same way if it were released now. That is interesting. I actually had no idea it was on CW, but that makes a lot of sense in hindsight. But yeah, I agree. And I think a, a good example of that too is like, oh, it's uh, like the impractical jokers of true TV. Like <laughs> CW, I feel like was not pumping out too great of content. Obviously, they did a bunch of superhero stuff and kind of a bunch of stuff like similar to this too, like Vampire Diaries and the list goes on and on and on. But yeah, I feel like uh, of recognizable stuff on that network. This this def- definitely carried the load, I would say. To your point, Corbin, of this like not having the same impact as it did when it came out. Like I think TikTok and YouTube really have a big like hand in that. Like everyone's making their own content that Gossip Girl was spreading, whereas not, like people are more willing to just give it out themselves rather than letting someone else tell their business. And so I feel like they'd be less inclined to just like give all this power to a gossip girl now. You know, it's interesting. We might talk about this. I'm sure we'll talk about this as we get into it. But like this idea of like, why is Serena famous? Like, right. Like there's no like conceivable reason necessarily other than like, like there's certain things that happen. Obviously like it's arrested and that kind of creates a paparazzi buzz and she's very rich and she's like, there's, you know, different relationships she's had that have gotten her on the forefront. But like, this kind of fame that exists in Gossip Girl and the way that it is kind of like developed is like very telling of what fame and like influence or culture would become in the next like 10 years following this movie. And it's crazy to see that it's like, at the time Serena feels like a very weird thing and anachronistic, but like it kind of also like makes sense in like a modern sense completely. Um, so it's just kind of really interesting to look at it in that lens. Yeah, I think it's also kind of showing like fame in her area like her fame is in the tabloids and stuff of like new york and whatnot but they don't really show is she that famous outside of new york well that's the thing it's like like it's not until she like she actually makes it clear at one point which we'll talk about to like get this picture outside of new york city like i don't think she would say that if she felt that she did indeed reach a broader audience yeah i guess it's a thing of like she is only popular in New York City, but New York City is also the largest, like, is three million people, you know, in, in Manhattan. It's still, like, much larger than life than, you know, the local celebrities of our our towns or whatever. But those people do did exist, I'm sure. So and maybe we'll talk about it more later. But right, let's get into the theme song 
really wanted to talk about this one. Mina, what's going on with the theme song of the show? What's, what's up with it? It's a great question. I've always wondered that. It's like this weird common, like kind of like Kim Possible's theme song going for it. <laughs> But like not a good one. Like at least Kim Possible, you're like, hell yeah, this this is good. And like with this one, it feel like it's trying to give where is she gossip girl its moment. Mysterious. But like it doesn't work for me. I don't know. I don't get it. It's at the it's the end of the episode where they really give it its time to shine that I think it works a little bit more for me when it's just the song. But it's kind of weird. Techno. Yeah, it's got a little bit of like, ooh, we're, we're in the digital world, we're online, we're, we're, we got music. But in terms of like the actual title imagery is like, that's also super lame. And you just get the like, ooh, who is she? XOXO Gossip Girl. And, you know, shout out Kristen Bell. Where is she being, Serene? And who am I? That's not a secret I'll ever tell. You know you love me. XOXO Gossip Girl. It- I think this is bottom tier, Cody. What do you think? Like, there's there's no way we put this above anything else we've talked about thus far in the theme song rankings. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> especially, like, it's only, it's only, like, 15 seconds or something. So it may be the shortest theme song that we've talked about so far. Well, you know, it did it in the pilot. And I thought, oh, maybe mm-hmm. this is just the pilot thing. But then they right. literally, it was the same throughout the entire <laughs> show. So there's no revamp. Yeah, <laughs> They they liked it for some reason the pilot but uh, I kind of like the font the font school of of Gossip Girl the long <laughs> key yeah exactly that's kind of cool and uh, I definitely agree with Mina too like the end of the episode song that's low key a banger like I like that a lot like at the end of every episode I was jamming I was like all right mm-hmm. I'm definitely vibing with this. I don't know why they just didn't like extend a, a little sequence like give me some new york shots and, and just have that song as a theme song I, I feel like that would make a lot of sense but yeah i agree i mean uh, i think this is mostly bottom tier i might argue that scrubs is worse but uh, I'll, I'll leave that up to you guys but I definitely discuss hold on the very first bottom is national talk. treasure first of all oh yeah well, that, one, that one is pretty bad too i forgot about national treasure i don't know I might be in the minority of this, but I like the shorter title sequences. Like, just get me right back into the show. I don't give an F about that. Like, that's why I love streaming now. And I can say, skip the intro. I don't want to see it. I just want to get into my show. I'll watch it once. So I know what's going on with the show. But other than that, I don't want to watch it anymore. Well, that's the thing. Cody always determines the skip ability of the intro. We watched five episodes did you skip it or did you watch it, Cody? I mean, it's 10 seconds. Can you even skip it? <laughs> <laughs> it popped up It popped up on Max for me. Skip intro every single time. I, I let it play because it, it, it was 10 seconds. I feel like in first Friday fives, you just got to let it play, especially if it's not very long. Um, actually, I did skip it a few times for National Treasure, to be fair. So maybe it is above National Treasure. But I think the Scrubs comparison is good, too, because those well, are Scrubs both. Scrubs is good. short as well. Yeah. So I don't know. I might vote scrubs is worse tbh because i don't really like that theme song at all. and at least i like the font in this one so you know it's a tough choice well you know what cody i'll go with you on it just to, <laughs> to appease you and to to be nice to our guests i don't want to rag too much on gossip girl but all in all i would say this theme this opening title sequence uh is just an absolute disappointment and uh do better 
I'm curious what they did do for the uh, the reboot, if they did anything uh, more expansive or not. I'll have, might give me enough reason just to check it out. <laughs> Hopefully they kept the same font at least, you know? That's all we can ask for. Can't get rid of that. Let's get into the five episodes. We're starting with the pilot, of course, season one, episode one. Cody, give me your thoughts, man. All right, so just off the bat here, I think the cast is is not terrible. I, th- I think, um I don't, I don't know, the show is interesting because it's clearly not good. Like, it's not good acting. It's not good writing. But I think possibly the pilot out of the five episodes that I've watched is the best of those things, is the best of the acting and the writing. I didn't hate this episode, honestly. Uh, but off the bat with the cast, obviously I knew, um, you know, what's-her-face is in it. But uh, like past five, that, like- I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Past that, I didn't really know anybody. So when Penn Badgley popped up on my screen you didn't know pin badgley was no. in gossip Girl. i had what did no you think idea. of his haircut i know and the buzz cut i was like i was like he looks recognizable I was like oh that's the guy from you oh that's cool like i think i feel like he's a good fit for the cast and then after that you have the guy from uh the, Deep. the boys yeah yeah from the boys chase crawford chase crawford and I didn't recognize him at first. I was like, I know who that kid is, but I have no idea where he's from. I actually had to go and look it up. Just like, well, he's got an all-time awful haircut, especially in like the first two seasons of the show. I, I thought the pilot was okay. The second season, he's, he's got like the Justin Bieber on that's really low. That was pretty bad. But overall, I don't hate the cast. I think the two main girls are pretty good together. They have good chemistry. And then the, the three main guys, I guess, are all right. Chuck is very problematic. In um in this episode specifically, which I'm sure we'll get into, but off the bat with Serena, I thought her like introduction was cool, just because it really does give off the vibe like they are really hyping this girl up, kind of like you guys were saying, like she's super like just locally famous for some reason, which is fair, and like everybody knows who she is. So I kind of like the world building around that the entire episode of she's like kind of coming back in the uh, this community and kind of meeting some new people, but. Everybody already knows who she is, like twenty four seven. So I think that's kind of a cool world building. But what uh, I mean, this this episode gets kind of weird and dark. I feel like too, because the reason that she does come back is um, a suicide plot. Yeah, her brother attempted to kill herself. Which I mean, that's tough. That's a good reason to come back. Also, is her brother in any of the other episodes past this? Did I miss well, he that? Did, he doesn't have blonde hair anymore. That's the thing that, okay. that threw us off, Cody. Is that he's the other kid that's hanging out with him the entire yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the yeah. He's just, he's not blonde anymore. <laughs> is he recast? Is it the same kid? It's the same kid. Like, oh. you can see in the first episode that he's totally got, like, bleached hair. His roots are super dark. And so they, yeah. I'm pretty sure they bleached his hair because Serena and their mom have really blonde hair. And they're like, it'd be so weird if he had dark hair. Let's make him blonde. Yeah. And He looks like he's then, like a punk rocker. <laughs> as the seasons as the seasons go they're like screw that idea let the guy be brunette it's fine like he had some <laughs> great facial hair at the, the in the very last episode where when she's getting like to make him seem older i'm sure we'll talk about it later because it kind of like is a plot point later on but like it his hair color kind of goes with his like sexual awakening in the show like when he goes brunette is like also when he comes out like it's a really weird dynamic but <laughs> Interesting. But uh, thanks for clearing that up. I will have a lot of questions as we go along here, too. Because <laughs> I don't Happy to answer. Have what I've seen, if I'm being honest. But I like this episode. Honestly, like I said, out of the five that we've watched, uh, this is probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would quite say this is my favorite. I do think this one, like, 
deals with the most intense of the themes, like we mentioned, the suicide subplot, you know, having to come back because your brother tried to kill himself. That's not good. And then obviously all the Chuck stuff. I'm not sure, Mina, is this jump in his character purely from the pilot? Like, I know he's not necessarily a good dude throughout the series, but is he like this bad the entire show or is it just like the pilot they really because he's like physically assaulting pin badge's little sister uh jenny jenny yeah it's a Um, it's a rough scene for him and then the next episode we watch he's just like chill now (laughs) well that's the thing is like also something to recognize is like we're jumping seasons with all of these and these seasons we missed 50 episodes yeah there's a lot of episodes right like i think it's important to recognize how long these seasons are compared to our 10 episode seasons now that we're used to but um, no, he's not like this for the remainder of the show, really. Like season one, he's still pretty rough. I don't think you get a lot of more scenes like this. Season one really just throws you into what it would have been like before Serena left for boarding school to really show you who everybody is and allow them to have those arcs for the rest of the show to like not be shitholes anymore. And it's kind of crazy to think that like this is their arc, but there's that's their junior year she's coming back I think yeah because they're it's like graduating what the fuck yeah it's like what the hell was going on freshman and sophomore year like this is where we're at as juniors you're so adult this is like kind of crazy um but yeah no the first episode really just tosses you into it in the deep end and is like enjoy <laughs> I will say these are not the darkest things that are talked about in the show but they are probably the darkest that we see in the five episodes that's fair yeah um, I do. I got to give a shout out to a uh, shout out pin though. You got to go, go to the right hook on it in on him <laughs> in this episode. So. What about Blake's like nice little shove that she barely touches him? <laughs> Honestly, one of my favorites is Leighton Meester as Blair um, handles like how she needs to interact to show that she like obviously knew Serena was coming back, but she's still super pissed because there's clearly a problem there. Um, I thought that was really well done. And I think that's Blair's one of my favorite characters throughout the whole series because I think she's just got a lot going on but I don't know I really like the show this this uh first episode because I think it really does a good job of letting you know where all the characters are at um and showing why they would all connect yeah even though like they go to school together because like I think especially with Penn Badgley's character like it's clear he's an outsider and not really connected to them so I think they do a good job of like finding a way to connect him without it being super stupid I agree with that just an all-time Justin Timberlake use in this episode. Uh, what goes around comes around by JT. Uh, Cody, you're shaking your head. What do you think about that uh, needle drop as we see uh, Serena step out of the car? I actually do like that song a lot. I'm not going to lie. But I think that's possibly another strength of the show from the five episodes that I've seen. They incorporate like a lot of like relevant pop music, which, you know, I don't hate. I kind of like pop music. So, you know, I'm kind of on board with that. But yeah, what goes around comes around is a great song. So I'm on board. <laughs> You're a sucker for the machine. <laughs> and um, I want to kind of bounce off what Mia said, too. I think character-wise, like you said, they, they do set up at least the main core, I think, pretty well. Other than Chuck. I mean, I don't know what Chuck's really going on in this episode. But I think, like, uh, Serena's relationship with uh, Blair is interesting because they start off kind of all mad at each other. And then there's that scene at the bar. Which another thing is too, I was, I was like, there's no way they're they're uh you know old enough to be bar. Like when that scene happened, I was like, 
okay, like maybe the actors are kind of old. And I was like, oh wait, like they said they're going to school tomorrow or something. So that makes no sense. So that was a mind mind fuck. But um, like Mina said too, Penn Badgley's character, I liked his relationship with Serena in this episode too. Kind of he's got this thing with his dad where you know he was a rock star. Rufus. Rufus, yeah. Great name too. Oh, God. <laughs> That's kind of dumb. But uh, I like him being an outsider, and then you know, I feel like that'd be it. Becoming an insider, some might say. Yeah. Uh, uh, the he, ultimate insider, some might say. He would call himself that, uh, interesting enough. But um, <laughs> his relationship with Serena is like kind of realistic, and I kind of buy it. When we get to the next episode, it's all obviously thrown in the door. But like I said, I, I didn't hate this one. I thought they were actually at least interesting stuff. I will say, you guys keep bringing up, like, we brought up a bunch of times their age and, like, the bar situations and whatnot. I think it's key into, like, why they're famous in general is knowing who their parents are and the influence they have in the city. Like, when Chuck says, I'll have to let my father know, his father owns the hotel that they're in right now. And so, like, he gets a free pass for whatever he does in that hotel. Uh, And, like, Serena's mom has, as we know, five husbands at one point. Like, she's married all the like high elites in new york city and so that's all part of the reason why she's famous is like there's all this name recognition and they they just get a free pass which i think is a really interesting dynamic nepotism baby (laughs) love us some nepo babies (laughs) let's move over to the second episode which is the highest rated behind the series finale it does have an 8.5 out of 10 so really not too crazy high in terms of all-time highest rated, but it is the finale of season two, episode 25, The Goodbye Gossip Girl. I can understand why this is one of the higher rated episodes. I think this one was my favorite. It is kind of just cool to see like the high school graduation dynamic. And even despite the like Serena trying to turn on Gossip Girl for like no apparent reason and then just like instantly getting all their secrets outed as like a dumb plot device I think it's still a cool like way to end like this high school journey um and there's a lot of those moments that that felt very real there's the scene of Pin Badgley and I think it's the Vanessa character where they're like sitting in the coffee shop and he's like I just graduated a week ago and like I don't know what to do with myself and it's like that weird in between time where it's like I, I don't know what to do everything feels weird so I thought that stuff was really relatable and well done um when they're like instantly all just like heading off to wherever, do like heading to Europe and doing this and that, that stuff becomes uh, unrelatable for me. <laughs> but the rest of it, I thought was at least somewhat interesting. Obviously, it's it's a really interesting watch from our standpoint because we're pretty much going from you know the beginning to the end here in a sense. I feel like if the show Their high school journey, I mean, yeah, if the show wasn't popular, like this could in theory have been like the series finale. I feel like. Uh, so I think that's cool. And also, like, by this point with with the friends kind of uh, group dynamic, pretty much it seems like obviously we missed a lot, but it, it seems like pretty much everybody has slept with everybody, which I mean, that's that's high school in a nutshell, especially in this community, it seems like. So I kind of lost all the relationship dynamics in between there. But I thought it was like some fun high school graduation nostalgia. Also, shout out my boy Wallace Shawn um, when he popped on screen. I was pretty hyped. Uh, Great character actor from uh, The Princess Bride. But yeah, I thought this was a fun one. Do you know who Wallace Shawn plays, Cody? Could you tell me who he who he was? It is um, Blair's father, I believe. Oh, right? look at you. Yeah, it is. Step, you sh- stepfather. Oh, stepfather. Step- oh, shit. Look at that. Cyrus <laughs> Rose close. is his name. I guess that makes sense. They don't have the same last name. 
Fair. Oh, and it's a whole thing, whole <laughs> thing. And season, I think it's, I think it might pop up at the end of season one, but all of season two, it's a whole shit show for Blair and Cyrus. And then they love each other and it's beautiful. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad um, Wallace Shawn got a bunch of screen time too. Uh, Cause I love that guy. But at the end, I thought they were going to reveal uh, who Gossip Girl was. I mean, completely honest. Because it's, it's kind of a question of like, where do you go from here after they all kind of split up um, after high school? I guess it just kept going somehow. Uh, shout out to uh, to Penn Badgley. But I feel like they could have just revealed it there and, and it would have been fine. I think the show would have ended if they revealed it there because what the hell's the point? Like, that's it. <laughs> like, what? Cody, what yes. do you mean? <laughs> But I mean, you just go off to college, and then you can just yeah. Set but up. there wouldn't be there wouldn't be a show anymore because why would anyone send anything into Gossip Girl when they know it's Dan Humphrey who's doing it? They could just get hijacked by somebody else. Uh, well, that, that happens happen. a lot. That happens happen. a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of hijacking that happens. It's that true. happens in that episode. Like, yeah, Serena's true. brother's boyfriend hacks into Gossip the Girl, email. which is why they think he's Gossip Girl for a second, and it's like, oh my god. At that Spoiler: point, He didn't. He didn't go to their school either, so it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, I was gonna say, and he can't be in their class either, so it wouldn't have made any sense. Did uh, that Jessica girl and him know at that time that Penn Badgley was Gossip Girl? Or when did they find that out? Just Vanessa, <laughs> Jenny, Jenny. <laughs> oh, Jenny, his sister. Jenny. Jen, Jenny is in on it from the get go. Jenny and Dan are working on it together. So, like the whole show blasts come out at random times and so different characters are together when these blasts come out and so like, there'll be a times where it's like a blast about Dan and it's like really horrible for him and he's probably with Serena or some shit and like Jenny's handling that or yeah. they do timed blasts so that no one has to be near a phone or do anything yeah that makes sense and there was actually something in the pilot too that's kind of a, a foreshadow I guess of like Penn Badgley is just like sitting in front of his computer at night like looking at Gossip Girl or whatever. And then in the morning during breakfast, Jenny's like, oh, I saw you're reading Gossip Girl or something. So maybe that's like a setup line in the beginning. Um, I don't know if they knew from the start who they wanted it to be. I think they do. Cause there's like little Easter eggs throughout the show of like Dan or Jenny definitely typing shit up. Well, that's, and this is the thing, even in this very episode that we're discussing right now, Serena has her big confrontational moment, like I want, like I said, where she wants to discover who Gossip Girl is, and she says, "Meet me at the bar. Who's the person that shows up? It's Dan." Which then, of course, gets referenced uh, in the series finale as well. So, I mean, there's at least a seemingly a setup there that uh, you know he did arrive when she asked to meet the real Gossip Girl. Also, what a baller move on his point to make sure he got there before everybody else he texted to show up. Like, he was like, yeah, it's me, without actually telling her it was him. I do like that a lot, too. It's <laughs> That dude's a, an absolute dog, so respect. One other thing I had from this episode, too, which I'm surprised hasn't come up, uh, Sebastian stands in the show. Uh, <laughs> again, I had no idea he was going to show up, but I thought that was fun at the very end, him just popping in and being like, I know where your dad's at. So I thought that was fun. Sebastian stands awesome. I like his character in this. Carter Bazin. He's a really interesting guy. I will say, one thing I can never get past in the show is the fashion. Sometimes it's right on point, and sometimes I'm like, I don't understand this. Why the F is Serena wearing a full floor-length blue gown under her nasty green 
gown for graduation. That doesn't make any sense. I was like, Serena's got way better style than that, that she would not partner those colors together. Pictures look awful then. Also, poor Blair. Blair always got the ugliest leggings underneath her damn skirt. <laughs> and I just Chuck, Chuck is yours. But um, also, uh, Serena wasn't wearing a, a, a cap the entire graduation. I thought that was interesting. She's not a hat person, I guess. Cannot mess up that hair. You know how long it took her? I guess. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to season three, episode one. Mina, this was your choice. Reversals of fortune. Why did you pick this episode? I wanted a little bit of connection in our episodes a little bit since we're jumping around a lot. Uh, and I think it, it does a really good job of kind of showing you where the characters are at at that point going into college and like kind of setting up the next chapter of Gossip Girl, which I thought would be helpful going forward. But also, I just really enjoyed this episode. I think it's kind of neat seeing like just like how the summer went without seeing the summer um, and deciding things. I also love a good polo match. So, yeah, you know, um, something that I was I saw on the Wikipedia page when I was doing my wonderful research prior to this was like this idea that every single episode is centered around an event like it, it's very procedural television in that way where it's like every week we're going to build up to some event this one being the uh the polo match i think that's got to be one of the the highlights of in terms of the events that we saw serena hijacking the horse and just riding off is, is an all-time moment <laughs> i will say i also just wanted to watch another sebastian stan episode like i knew he was in more of the show and i just like his episodes so okay so. we don't get to find out what's what is up with sebastian stan is he a creep or not is she he's he is you, not a he's yeah. He's not a creep. They literally sleep together, Colvin. <laughs> that, that doesn't mean much. I love Serena's <laughs> character, but she's got some questionable taste. He's kind of a creep, but not in the stalker way that she says. Like, he's got some problems that you hear about before. Like, before he shows up at the end of season two, he shows up earlier than that, and he's, like, connected to Nate, and there's, like, gambling problems, and, like, there's gambling problems later in the show, and, like, Basically, though, like his whole thing is that his connections with Serena are always centered around finding her dad. And yeah. so he he just like has these connections and is willing to like basically be a private eye without being a private eye because also he wants to sleep with her. He basically is like the cooler version of Dan as far as Serena goes. Like he is a puppy for her. Like he will love her always and just wants to help her, even though she has nothing to do with him. Well, shout out Sebastian Stan. I respect the moves. And uh, they do find her dad. So I guess it works out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Does her dad ever actually show up on the show or he's in the finale? He's in the finale. Oh, is that the guy who looks like Alec Baldwin? It's Alec Baldwin's brother. Yeah. (laughs) That all makes (laughs) a lot more sense now. Fair enough. He's he's in it a lot. And like, so the whole thing in season and this reverses of fortune is their grandma Cece is sick and so Lily is with Cece taking care of her and whatnot and later what we find out spoiler alert is that her so Serena's dad's a doctor and her dad is with Cece and Lily which is why he doesn't see her when she calls because he can't out Lily and Cece as being there uh because also he's trying to steal Lily back it's a whole thing interesting so eventually, and I mean, we're kind of fast forwarding a lot here, but <laughs> does what happens with Rufus and, and Lily? So they do break up in the finale. 
I, I kind yeah, of yeah. I mean, in, the, in the finale, I mean, he's got a new woman, and every season they break up and get back together, and like it's a fair enough. What at, does happen with Rufus? Yeah, she said, like, it's a good question. At the wedding, Lily is with William, yeah, Woodson. They're together as yes. a couple. I can't remember who yes. Rufus is with for the life of me. He they has don't tell mother. you, yeah, because it's just he's just married somebody new at that point. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay. That also wears glasses like him. For some reason, that was a necessity, was to have them both wearing these weird glasses. <laughs> Does Lily count William as her sixth husband, or is it like you repeat? How does that work? Well, like your first husband so again? Is- we gotta talk about the finale in order for me to really get into Lily's husband situation, because there's a lot okay, of like, we can save does it, it count? <laughs> so yeah, we got a lot to get into with Lily. <laughs> Okay. Back to this episode too, though. I had some other things. Like you're saying, it, I think it's an interesting angle to go from the last episode to this one and kind of skip over the summer. I think it kind of would have been cool if we just had like an entire, maybe a few episodes of this summer. Because like some of the things that happened, I feel like were pretty interesting. Obviously, we saw Serena go all, all over Europe and just like party crazy. Um, I think Did she fuck thing, Ronaldo? That was my next yes. question. Uh, you, you can't name drop Ronaldo and then not tell me like if she had a relationship with him. So they also she didn't have a relationship. She just hooked up. Well, yeah, fair enough. Uh, shout out my boy Ronaldo. I mean, that's all I know. Uh, respect. <laughs> Past that too, I do really like the polo setting. I think that was fun. And like her and Sebastian Stan like stealing and taking off these two horses. I I thought it was fun drama too. So I I understand for sure like uh, why you picked this. I, I thought it was a fun fun episode. What did you guys think of Chuck's line, sleeping with the enemy is hot, and then drop name dropping Trump because his family is like, <laughs> so like that name drop that happens because like I said, his dad owns a hotel, but like they're like real estate big wigs and stuff. So basically Trump would be the rival. And I think that's funny. That's funny. In general, I wanted to talk about the uh, Chuck Blair stuff from this episode. <laughs> um <laughs> So, because it starts out and the way it, it sets things up, like he's cheating on her, but we don't know that it's like an arranged plan thing. So I just like write down on my notes. I'm like, oh, so Chuck sucks again. Like we're back to the history. He's the bad guy. Um, and then come to find out it's like, oh, no, they're doing like a weird, they humili- just humiliate these random women thing, which is just awful. Um, so yeah, Blair and Chuck just just out here doing awful shit uh, in this episode, and and clearly not uh, building a healthy relationship. Not to say that uh, it doesn't work out for them in the end. A lot of, a lot of ups and downs, I believe, as we'll see in the next episode. But yeah, interesting strategy. I wasn't shocked, you know, coming from those two from the the short time that I knew them. But yeah, Chuck Chuck goes for it. Respect, I guess. Their relationship doesn't start off in a healthy place. I will say, because uh, their relationship starts in season one, while Blair is still with Nate, and, and it's a whole it's a whole mess. And then Chuck is like hopelessly in love with her, but is emotionally stunted because of his family life, and like it's a whole horrible mess for him. And basically, like they also go through like will they, won't they, the whole entire run of the show until eventually, as we find out in the finale, they do, and it's great. But yeah, Chuck and Blair in this episode, I think, is like prime Chuck and Blair. Like you're getting an insight into like 
when they're together for the show in most parts like this is peak Chuck and Blair being like just horrible to outside people um and loving each other for some reason yeah not not a lot of great examples of uh positive relationships in the in the show at all I think the dynamic the pin Badgley stuff in this episode is pretty interesting the kind of like he's the formerly poor kid son of the leftist punk rocker who lived in Brooklyn and now he's his his dad's married the you know the rich socialite on the upper east side and he's he's changed he's riding in limos he's not taking the subway anymore you know like the whole like way he approaches things is beginning to change and I mean that's kind of as we see like his whole goal is to kind of try and get inside and and infiltrate these circles so I think this is a really interesting point in his character arc Mm -hmm. good suit oh yeah and at this point like he's clearly not with serena even though in the first two episodes you know or like the first episode he clearly wants to be with her and his whole point is serena uh so like it's really interesting their dynamic throughout the show yeah i i do i like there's some fun like family dynamic stuff there's like the scene when they're all like around the dinner table and hanging out it's like oh this is actually kind of cute you know these people they seem to like each other Let's talk about the deep and in this girl that he meets on the flight. Uh, what did you think about the uh, the political turmoil that's happening between him and and Nate's scummy grandpa, who sees it as an opportunity to to further the uh, exploits of his family, Cody? Yeah, I'm interested on on kind of where that thread went because I don't I don't hate it. Um, you know, they're coming back from vacation, and you know, you get paired up with somebody on a plane. You know. Just a uh, great luck, I guess, on on the deep part. But I don't know. It's, it's pretty dumb, obviously, that it ends up being this one girl who, you know, is, of course, a- against the rival family. Can't sleep with the enemy, like you said. But, yeah, I don't know. The whole grandpa situation just was awkward. And then I feel like it was obvious. Like, obviously, he's going to try and turn it on on them at the end, um, just based off their few interactions that they did have. But he got the Ferrari to him. So I guess he won that battle. But. I believe he probably lost the war, if, I, if I'm a guessing man. Well, you would be wrong, Cody Webb. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, it's a long, hard-fought war, but he comes out victorious. Do you guys know what else the actress that plays Brie Buckley is in? She's in something. Shit. She I... plays Reba's daughter in Reba. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> She's in jo- a lot of stuff. Joanna Garcia Swisher, uh, her yes. IMDb four, not another teen movie, the internship, Reba, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Freaks and Geeks, I think she's in. I think I've seen her. Maybe I just saw ads for like Once Upon a Time growing up as a kid because that kind of looks familiar. I don't Did you know. ever see the internship with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson? Because she's oh, the yeah. one that. She's dating Vince Vaughn at the beginning and tells him he needs to get his shit together and then she leaves him. Maybe that's it too. I thought you said the intern, but yeah, I've seen that movie. That's not a terrible movie. No, I really like Brie Buckley as a character. I think she's really interesting and like kind of fun, but that relationship does not go anywhere. Only appears in four episodes, so not a lot more. Last thing I'll say, uh, Serena's brother, what's his name? Eric. Eric just some all-time high tide cuffed pants in this we're seeing about six inches of ankle getting rocked by this man so talk about style someone needs to see that man's ankles asap something we also need to talk about is the horrendous 
extensions that they put on Jenny and <laughs> Vanessa in this show. Like they have so much hair on the top of their head and then these stringy ass long extensions. Like they can't afford good hair. And 2010. I don't understand what that was. 2010 was it's a crazy so time. Bad. It's so bad. Taylor, honestly, this is the last time you see Jenny and you don't hate her for the rest of the series. Well, she's just respect. awful the rest of the series. Well, she uh she seemed to be headed down a dark path as we left her as we left her in season three. But we jumped to season five, episode eleven, the lowest rated episode at a six point nine, the end of the nice. affair. This is actually tied with the season six episode that also has a 6.9, but this one had more people who had rated it. So we went ahead and went with this one and, you know, just gives us a little bit of season diversity going with season five. This episode sucks. And I understand why it is the lowest rated. I would say probably 30 to 40% of it is flashbacks, or at least it appears to be flashbacks. Mina, I need a little bit of clarification. Are the things that we're seeing in this episode things we've never seen before? or things that have previously played out in other episodes? Um, the stuff about Blair and her like talk with God her is promise. new information, is new information, okay. but the, like, the last episode basically ends with them in the hospital and shit. Like it's like, you have all of that information going into this. Mm. So the episode before, uh, it's kind of like a flash forward, like three months basically? Because who's this Batman guy that uh, Blair's dating? I, I don't know who the heck this guy is. Louis. So that's the <laughs> Louis. That's the Prince of Monaco, uh, who she meets on her trip. She's hanging out in the Louvre, and she just meets him. They're looking at a painting, uh, and then they fall in love, kind of. But she's still in love with Chuck. Um, so they're engaged, her and Louis, and they do end up getting married. And they, uh, she lost a baby. Was that Chuck's baby or was that Louie's baby or a different person's Chuck's, baby? Chuck's baby. I do believe it's Louie's. I think it's Louie's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's why they were getting married, I think is what they alluded to. But then she lost the baby, no, but then they were still getting they married. Were, they were getting married anyways prior to pregnancy. It's just that was going to speed up the wedding, obviously, because gotcha. they're royals, so they can't be showing a baby bump. Right. Um, I think another reason this episode sucks is because it's very Chuck heavy. It's, you know, really relying on him, his acting. And we haven't really talked too much about the uh, work of Ed Westwick in the show, but Cody, this, the accent, the voice that he does, walk me through it. I mean, it's one of the most annoying things I think I've ever heard. What do you think? <laughs> I feel like he's just trying really, really hard to be hot. Like he's just he's got the deepest voice possible at all times terrible accent but uh i don't know and i'm kind of confused too i don't understand like why she makes this this promise to god if she's not even dating chuck at the time like oh i'll never love so, him again. that's the thing is that's why they're in the car together is because she's running away with chuck oh so she she saw it as like a sign from god i don't know there's a lot so of religious she- stuff in here which is really interesting and i feel like that is probably the reason why it's rated so low um, as it kind of focuses on that heavily. I thought it was really funny too, where um, obviously she went and was talking to the priest and I think the priest really did not even care like about her situation. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to really tell you like what to do, but I don't know. Like that's kind of whack what you're talking about. And then just like walks away. So I thought that was funny, but 
the whole uh Penn Badgley stuff, like I thought that was actually the most interesting part of this episode, just because I thought the entire time like they were definitely you know hooking up doing something, but uh, the big twist is <laughs> they're just really religious now, which I feel like is a really bad twist. So that's why kind of Dan is with her all the time is because he does now have a fucking thing for her. And and there is a little bit like in in those middle seasons, there is a little bit of like a will they won't they kind of thing. And it's gross the entire time because it's like those two characters should not be together at all. And then Um, Serena and Nate are together, right? At this point. I don't think so. Is Serena dating? Serena? Serena and Nate never actually date. There's at one point that Serena is pretending to date Nate because he's sleeping with that older woman that he mentions to his grandfather. And they hooked up in the pilot too. Or before the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like they're like they they hook up a couple times like that, but they never actually fully date. Serena does date Nate's cousin. (laughs) Fair enough. Whatever. Couple Chuck quotes that I wanted to share from this episode. Uh, this is a good one. The dark curly hair, with pale visage of someone who doesn't get out much. We need to move this stick out to Vera Wang. <laughs> just, just the 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 line delivery. It's like, especially when he has to say like a full sentence like that. I think that's when it gets really bad because like you're really trying to maintain it over an extended period of time, and it's like this constant thing where every single word is kind of ending like on a downward intonation and it's just like he's struggling to breathe he's like and i wanted to make sure you didn't fall into another literary slump and it's just like this weird drawl thing that he's doing and it just does not work for me at any point coming from a old chucky boy um also just a terrible name chuck chuck bass come on well his name's charles but also your your <laughs> attempt to do his voice is also horrific so like maybe stop <laughs> uh-uh. i think I think it comes from like he's trying to be that annoying douche that you're supposed to hate, and then eventually the show's trying to write him as a good person at some point. And so those words trying, don't sound normal coming out of the mouth. So like trying to like make him be good, but also he has to stay true to this character he just developed over you know four previous seasons. Like they kind of gave him an impossible task there. He does stop sounding like that at different times throughout the show where you're actually like oh i can like this guy because he's not horrible to listen to but we watched peak like scheming chuck episodes and so that's why you get him talking like that he was scheming a lot his um his conversation where he just knocked on uh pen badgley's door too i thought that wasn't the best um kind of they're going for like a cat and mouse thing i think but i feel like it was obvious kind of what was going on on both sides the entire time um yeah it's great uh the stakeout at Vera, Vera Wang line from Corbin is a cap classic. Uh, might need a question. <laughs> what do you guys think of, instead of Wooey just going to talk to Blair about his suspicions of her cheating, putting it into the slideshow that they're going to show at midnight to the entire room? <laughs> and then he gets caught, too. Like, you can't even do it, you know, secretly. So not the best move, I would say. I know, and his excuses. I'm taking care of important Monaco business on some public computer. Like bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's cap. It's an important business to take care of. You wouldn't understand. Uh, kind of wrapping up my my thoughts on this episode, but I honestly I didn't hate this episode like as much as as like I thought I would. Like I understand why it's the lowest rated, and it's definitely not made for me with obviously a bunch of religious themes and stuff. But other than the religious themes, I thought it was 
kind of just as bad as you know most stuff in the other episode so i didn't think it was terrible terrible this show is like has a pretty simple premise but the thing that makes it unique is this idea of like the gossip girl figure and that this ever-present like person in their life there is no gossip girl in this episode like gossip girl isn't a thing anymore that it's been shut down so like what is the show of gossip girl without the gossip girl so it's kind of it, it doesn't make sense to me they shut it down due to respect for chuck and blair you know really nice guy penn badgley is i mean there's like some dark shit in this episode like she legitimately loses a kid like that is really bad like real life stuff i feel like um but he took a three-month hiatus just for that so you know i guess a good guy but i don't know the fuck yeah not great and then at the end she decides that she's gonna become gossip girl is that her like she says she's gonna take on gossip girl i don't know I mean, she already kind of is. So, like, at this point, like, Serena's come to an awakening to where she wants to be a blogger and she enjoys writing. And, like, that's kind of her therapy. And so she's working at Nate's newspaper, The Spectator. And so since Gossip Girl stopped posting, everyone's been emailing her so that she can post about it. And basically, she decides that, that at this point, it's going to bring Gossip Girl back and make everyone's lives worse if she doesn't start posting at least some of the stuff. So she's not going to go old gossip girl because she doesn't want to be like that she like actually has like some sense of like i don't want to be a total bitch to everybody but she's still gonna post stuff power of information the most powerful of all let's move on to the series finale season six episode 10 of course this uh final season only had 10 episodes new york i love you xo xo what did we think of this one? It opens with Blair and our boy Chucky on some Bonnie and Clyde shit. Literally, the song playing is titled Bonnie and Clyde. Running from the cops down on the, down on Wall Street, basically. I think we walked those streets, Mina, uh, after a murder. What's going on? What did you think, Cody? Well, that's the thing. I feel like this would have been a great episode to have, like, a previously on Gossip Girl. Because I was pretty much completely lost the first 10 minutes. So I don't even know who got murdered, really. Was it Chuck's dad who died here? Is that who died? Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. For the uh, second time. Oh, really? They did a fake out one before. That's kind of cool. But yeah, I kind of wanted to just like to see him kind of fall off the roof. Or, or Chuck, did like Chuck push him off or something? I guess there was an altercation, I'm guessing. Yeah, the whole last episode. Like, I think that's kind of why, got, I, that's kind of the genius behind Gossip Girl, I think, is like they're kind of just like, they watched last week like they at the at this point for sure people are watching last week like I don't think there was any like I gotta go watch the season finale without seeing what happened the week before (laughs) the thing is like it's interesting because it's like kind of as Cody and I as having seen the only those other four episodes being the only four we've seen we're kind of like figuring things out as the characters in the show were as well. It's like, oh shit, this guy died. Like Serena's getting in the information. Rufus is finding out. Like we're we're just, we have just as much information. And it's also kind of hard to tell, like, is this information that the audience is also just learning now? Or should we have already known? And it, it's a weird exercise that we go through. But um, did he did he murder? I mean, I know they had a fight, but what is he guilty? What do you That's think? So- um I'm pretty sure manslaughter. I'm pretty sure manslaughter could be argued here because it was more of a didn't stop it from happening situation. He didn't shove his dad, but he didn't try to lift him up and save his ass. So 
I mean, like the whole leading up to it though is like his dad definitely is trying to kill him on that rooftop. So like self-defense definitely would work as well. But this is why I almost also did the episode The Debarted because that has a full episode of his dad, Bart Bass, which another horrible name, uh, is just fully in it. And this is also why I couldn't talk about Lily's husbands because at one point she marries Bart Bass. And so then Chuck and Serena are siblings. There, I did like, there was like a mention of that, that like, I was kind of confused about like, that he was like, kind of like her brother is what they were saying. And it's like, what? Yeah, well, and, and they mentioned it at the, that's why like when they all show up at the museum or whatever, and Lily is with Chuck already is because like, they've created this intense bond because Chuck doesn't really have a mom. She died at childbirth and everything. And it's like a whole thing. So he really like globbed onto Lily and they have like an actually like really adorable relationship. So Bart ends up dying in like a car accident early in, in the season in the show. Uh, but it turns out he faked his death because he knew some other rival real estate guy that used to be his business partner was trying to have him killed. I don't know. So then he comes back and it's like, ta-da, he's alive. And so then this party that they're having is like, he just got like businessman of the year. <laughs> and then he dies. Which is why Lily says, we'll just do what we did last time because they already had a whole funeral for him. And so they're just like, she's like, whatever. And she's married to him again at this point. So she marries Bart once, then he dies. And then she ends up marrying Rufus after that. And then she's single for a hot minute. And then she marries Bart again when he comes back from the dead. <laughs> and then he gets, she gets back together with William at the end. So this was the episode when we finally see William Baldwin for the first time, or at least Cody and I finally see him. Um, and for me, that was quite the jump scare to, to have him appear as <laughs> Serena Vander Woodson's father. I believe season three, episode 19 is the first time we do see him. But uh, Cody, you, you did you really just think he was some guy who looked like Alec Baldwin or was that a joke? <laughs> no, I was being serious. <laughs> it makes sense that it's his brother, but I wasn't going to look into it. I Haley's was like, dad? Is he, Haley, is he Haley's dad? I, don't, Haley Baldwin? I can't get over Cody. Justin Bieber. No, that's that's <laughs> Stephen. Stephen Baldwin is Haley. So this is, uh, you know, Justin's uncle. Is Stephen uncle Baldwin? I thought Alec is Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin the one in um, Fred Claus that's like in the sibling support group that's like throwing a tamper tantrum? Yeah, he is in Fred Claus. Oh, wow. That's even fucking funnier. Haley's dad throws a tantrum in a Vince Vaughn movie. <laughs> Good reference. Um, but yeah, I mean, he really does look like Alec Baldwin, so it's not a shocker. Sounds like him, too. What do you think about the move? Of getting married so you don't have to testify against your spouse is that, yeah, a, that could be the move that's, that's what i was gonna say i think tonally this episode is interesting because obviously it's the finale and you got to go big and obviously like their version of big is everybody gets married which i think is that's a good concept at least but they even went bigger like oh you have to get married so you don't get thrown in jail for like murder it's like oh okay like why couldn't they just get married like normal i don't understand why we had to make it kind of you know, this jail time thing. And I mean, Wallace Shawn was cutting it close at the end there too with, with his big speech. Um, he should have done a Princess uh, Bride reference, I think, and said, Mowage. <laughs> I'm sad we didn't get that, but I thought this was an okay finale. Other than, I think like the first, like, ha like half of it was just like, okay, we're just dealing with the fallout. Sh shout out to their limo driver too for being a real one. I guess they didn't have like a, 
a canine unit in New York at the time. Cause probably would have smelled Chuck from a mile away with all the drugs that guy does. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was an okay episode. I, I think other than just like the weird tonality at the beginning of, you know, they're on the run for murder. I thought it was okay. Did you guys peep the fact that when he proposes, the ring is on a chain around Blair's neck? Or do you think he just popped out a ring? I don't, I think I missed that. What's the story? <laughs> yeah, so, at, and, and so then Blair says, we've already fixed, like we've done all the things we said we needed to do. So Chuck says he needs to fix himself before he can marry her and she kind of agrees. And so they have these things that they're going to work on and not actually really be together yet, but they're still together. So it's like basically she gets the engagement ring and puts it on a necklace and just wears it all the time. So that whenever it's ready, like there, there it is, like it's on. So it's kind of like this weird promise ring, but also still like the engagement ring situation. And so then he puts it on her finger as it's still on the necklace. So that's why her hug is weird because she can't move her hands like very well far. That's interesting. <laughs> Did they ever think like Chuck was gonna, you know, actually become a good person? Because I feel like they're just gonna, you know, that's never really gonna happen, right? I mean, I at this happen. point, he's a not a terrible person. Mm-hmm. His morals are questionable, but he honestly has made like a tremendous arc at this point. He goes through this period where he has amnesia and doesn't know who he is, and so he's living a humble life in France at one point. <laughs> that sounds like a good episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's a pretty good episode. I should have picked that one. I will <laughs> say. I will say Blair's wedding dress is a lot better of a look than the wedding dress that she works in the season five episode that we watched prior to this. That one, not as successful, Mm -hmm. but uh, I think she looks pretty good here. And Mina, we were just at the, uh, the Bethesda Terrace, that location where they got married in Central Park. Uh, We were just walking around there. So living out, living out the gossip girl world of our dreams in real life in New York City, Cody. I'm so not going to lie. there in a week. <laughs> I'm down. Oh, my God. That's what we do with Cody. We'll take you on a tour of Gossip Girl around the city. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, what about, I'm curious, what did you guys think of? Imagine Dragons, It's Time, the greatest song no. of our generation playing at their wedding. Great wedding song. No. That's <laughs> Just good music throughout, I think. <laughs> definitely a definitely a positive. No, what do you guys think of Georgina Sparks and her line of what have you guys been doing for the last 12 hours when talking to Dan and Serena when she's trying to get them to the wedding? Or what did you think about Jack Bass, Chuck's uncle? I needed, I, I had a, I, we need to talk about this Uncle Jack guy. <laughs> this Uncle Jack guy. That, we, we, you should have picked some more episodes with this guy. He's he's this character. I want to see what his deal is. I, I'm all about Uncle Jack. Give me the Uncle Jack spinoff. Hell, not to jump that's ahead, good. but that's a that's actually a good pick. <laughs> but he's like a he's like a Joe Pesci wannabe, I feel like. He's got that vibe. Uncle Jack is a horrible human being. Like... Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's the guy they call when they're they're wanted for murder. It's it's clear he's uh he's seen some shit. No, this season, this episode is really cool. Like, I don't think it meant much to you guys because you haven't seen the show. But like when the 
when the spectator drops who Gossip Girl is and it goes through all those people reacting and before you find out really who it is and whatnot, each have like pretty pivotal moments in the show um, that have pushed these characters to where they're at. Um, and so I, I really always have liked that, how they found a way to still bring them all back, even just for a quick minute uh, to show like they're still very much involved in these lives without being in the lives anymore. As a true Gossip Girl fan, what do you think about the final reveal of Dan being Gossip Girl all along? And did you know that that's how the show resolved itself when you watched it the first time? Actually, I managed to not have that spoiled at all. I don't know. I had waited so long to watch it, so I don't know how I managed to not have that that reveal spoiled. I guessed it very early on because I was like, it's very clearly Dan. Um, I wasn't sure how he was doing it. So like the incorporation of Jenny, I thought was really interesting, especially because like they mentioned, they were very harsh to Jenny with Gossip Girl. Um, so I thought that was like a really interesting thought process and how that happened and how she ended up ultimately using it as her out to leave the city and everything. I thought it was kind of dumb that they chose it to be Dan. Uh, which might be an unpopular opinion. I'm not exactly sure because I'm not, you know, in all the blogs talking about Gossip Girl all the time. But I will say I found myself on the gossip, the r slash Gossip Girl Reddit a, f- a few days ago <laughs> as we were doing the, the research for this episode. But I didn't get too deep into the trenches of, of what the fans thought about it. But I think the reveal itself is well done. I think him like explaining to Serena how it happened. I think that set up, you know, the callbacks to the pilot. I think that stuff's all success- successful. I like the scene of them all sitting around being like, well, you know, it had to be one of us. Like, I always thought it was going to be you, Rufus, or I always thought it was going to be you. Like, I think that's a fun scene. The problem is when you have, you know, six seasons of a TV show that's building up to this reveal, is there ever a reveal? Like, would it, would it hit any of those characters being revealed to be Gossip Girl been any better than it being Dan? Yes, you think so? Who, who would you have taken instead? Dorota. When they say I always thought it was Dorota, 100% would have loved it so much more if it was Dorota. She's like so pivotal in, in Blair's life. She's like the, you know, she's the maid of their apart, their penthouse apartment and stuff, but she's so much more. She's basically like kind of a mother figure to Blair a lot. And so just the idea of like her being Gossip Girl this whole time would have been purely amazing to me. So, I mean, I do like that everyone's like, I would have thought it was Dorota because I was like, yes, that would have been great. I, I would have really enjoyed that. I think Dan was like probably the right choice because I think it just makes way more sense for his character's arc and like the purpose of him being there than it being somebody outside of the group. Would you say it so wasn't a fan? Would you say it makes sense dramaturgically? I wasn't terribly surprised. I thought it made sense dramaturgically. Yes. <laughs> I agree too. I think it had to be somebody kind of in the inner circle. Obviously, I haven't seen the show, but just from these four episodes, I mean, I think like that makes the most sense. Honestly, and definitely rebut me here, Mina, but I feel like if it was uh, Serena, that would have been really interesting because obviously she went into this blogging afterwards too. So she's a good writer and stuff. And if like she was kind of writing about herself the entire time, obviously she had all of that intel like firsthand. So I feel like that would be interesting too. But yeah, sure, pen bash. I, I, mean. I think that would just be bullshit from like an audience perspective, where you'd be like, "Oh, we've been well, following around this main character." But there's no good. I also think, for anybody really. I mean, pens makes sense because he's like low key a stalker in this the whole time with as far as Serena goes. But like 
I think if it had been Serena, it would have made made no sense for her character because out of everybody, like her motivations to sending things in the Gossip Girl was always out of like trying to prove a point to somebody who wasn't getting it. And then even when she has all the power in the spectator stuff, she's actively trying to not post the things that people are sending her because she doesn't want to expose people like that. It's not her place. So then making her Gossip Girl at the end after having that whole situation, I think would have just been a bunch of bullshit and everyone would have been pissed. Yeah, fair enough. I wanted to ask you too, because obviously her and um, Dan end up together. Do you think that is the right coupling? Uh, I was going to say lesson, lesson learned. If you want to get with the girl to spend <laughs> six years creating an anonymous uh, gossip website where you spread all of their deepest and darkest secrets, some of which are about yourself to eventually infiltrate a social group. And uh, in 10 years, maybe you'll, you'll marry the girl. Playing the long game, man. Respect. Well, and it's been mentioned a couple of times, like in these episodes you watch, like Dan writes a book uh, and it goes really well. His book is about everyone he goes to school with and it's about their time at school and stuff like that. He changes the names what i think it's charlie trout is chuck bass's character and so everyone's like good job on the names like what the hell when he's talking when they're he's explaining things to serena and she's saying well which story is true because they can't both be true what she's referring to is a story a chapter of his next book that he wrote that is basically calling serena out as this this like a flapid basic just a honestly like a stereotypical like way a douchebag would think of barbie having no opinions, having no, like, whatever, you know, even though it's not true, but you know what I mean? Like, he basically portrays her as just this horrible socialite that gives no shits about anybody in this story that gets posted and, like, for the world to see, and, like, and then he gives her this other, like, the different version of the chapter where it's, like, she's amazing, and he's in love with her, and blah, 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 and so she's, like, well, they both can't be true, and I really just, like, feel like this show decides to lean in on the, the non-published version is the real way he feels which I feel like you cannot write that first version the published version without that being how you feel because it's like pretty horrible what he writes about her and so I don't really like the way the show goes with that I thought it was a bad idea for them to get together I was always rooting for Nate and Serena to get together to be entirely honest well shut out uh, the deep well, Nate was too busy uh, trying to run for mayor of New York. He's got the rats to deal with, Mina. He's got more important <laughs> yes. than Serena. Than um, I, 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 I would say my money would have been on Uncle Jack to be Gossip Girl personally, but, you know, <laughs> nobody can ever get what they want. Corbin, you brought up wedding dresses. What did you think of Serena's wedding dress? Versus Blair's wedding. You know, the, the gold, it's it's a bold choice. Uh, but I, I think Blair, she's got the better look, despite still not being uh, oh. traditional. Shots I will say, I agree with you. But also Serena's is another callback to like earlier in the show. Mm. Fair enough. Which is, which is cool about it. They, they managed to call back like basically every aspect of the show in this finale. You mentioned the uh, scene of everybody like finding out who that Dan is the real gossip girl. Obviously, we get the uh, Kristen Bell scene where she breaks the fourth wall. Cody, what did you think of that? I thought that was good. I mean, even just watching the first couple of episodes, I was like, oh, that that's Kristen Bell, 100%. So I think it's fun she got a cameo. Uh, definitely deserved for the finale, I think. Let's head over to our top five. 
Cody, take it away with your top five from these five episodes. I'll tell you what, man. From uh, from first Friday five, this segment is becoming one of my favorites. I'm going with a really dumb one today. I'm going to go with the top five Serena love interests. She's got a lot of character, you know, movement throughout here. So there's a lot of options. I do have one honorable mention, and it's not very honorable, but it's a uh, Chuck in the pilot episode, <laughs> basically just sexually harassing. So he gets a he gets a mention, a dishonorable mention. I'll kick us off at number five though. I went with Danny Boy, I believe is his name, Penn Badgley. You know, I feel like he has to make this list just because he's the one who ends up with her, even though you know he like mentally antagonized her for basically like half her life. So that's kind of tough, but he'll make the the top five. Uh, number four, my boy Sebastian Stan. He has to make this list as well. I mean, they had sex in the woods, which is even a plus, and. He's like dapping up the boys after the the horse boys after. So good character. Sebastian's a good guy, I think. <laughs> Number three, I'm going with uh the deep. Case Crawford, uh Nate. Also, as the episodes go along here, I've actually learned their character names. So shout out to that. But uh he's all right. I mean, he turned he literally turns down his current girlfriend of Blair right before like they're about to have sex, just because this girl comes back into town. So that's commanding hey, right there. He- she took her virginity. That's a that's a big moment for him. I mean, respect, dude. He's he's mentally attached, but uh, he makes number three. Number two, I'm gonna go with uh, possibly a fake out, but uh, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. I think if he's not on this list, we're we're definitely missing out. So he'll make the cut at number two. And number one, I don't think you guys you guys have any guesses. I'll, I'll throw it out there. Was there any other ones that you guys even remember? Uh, is Wallace Shawn secret love interest with them? He should have made the list. Number one, it's her true love. It's alcohol. I mean, <laughs> from like, you know, sophomore year of, uh, of high school out here. She's out on Europe partying 24-7. I don't think I've ever seen this girl without a drink in her hand. So I think that is by far her, her number one love interest in my eyes. Holy shit, you just did her dirty. Also, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you, well, this is another question in your show, right? But we'll get to you later. But like her top top five relationships, Cody, I feel like you can make more interesting if you watch this show because there's oh, yeah. like way more that show up. <laughs> I'm sure it's very expansive. I mean, she has, what, like at least six or seven love interests and in five episodes here. So yeah, I'm sure the list gets a lot better as as the uh, you know criteria expands. An impressive five for just these five episodes, nonetheless, though. Uh, I have a feeling number <laughs> one would stay number one regardless. Nina, oh, yeah. what's, your, uh, what's your top five? So I decided to do the top five Gossip Girl Blast reactions. Okay. A couple of them aren't really Gossip Girl Blast because like a lot of these episodes didn't have like real blasts in them. So for number five, uh, from... Season two, episode 25, when Gossip Girl announces that she will be following them to college and Serena buys a round of drinks for everybody there, regardless of the fact that the bar is closing and no one in that room is over the age of 18. We all just graduated high school. (laughs) (laughs) But just like they all find it out and they're just like, there's a a sigh and a groan. And then everyone is like, all right, drinks, let's do it. (laughs) Love it. Number four, also from that episode, when Serena attempts to out Gossip Girl because she is pissed Gossip Girl said she would be irrelevant. <laughs> um, I just love that that's her motivation. Like, she's like, fuck it. Now it's time to really end her because she thinks I'm going to be ended after this. 
Um, number three from that same episode uh when the whole party blames serena for outing them and then she acts like she did nothing wrong um number two in the finale when it is announced that dan was gossip girl and everyone always thought it was dorota the classic (laughs) and then number one is in the pilot when everyone finds out serena is back in town and blair's first thing to do is attempt to have sex with nate because she wants to (laughs) nail him down (laughs) he's like oh now you're ready okay <laughs> like what's what's the big rush why'd you change your mind oh no reason <laughs> and Kristen Bell does her dirty by being like trying to keep him tied down before Serena gets back Jesus boss girl holds no punches good boss all right thanks my five here we've kind of already uh touched on throughout the episode but it's my top five I know these bitches from somewhere else so number five <laughs> Uh, gotta be the character of Carter, of course, played by Sebastian Stan, aka Bucky Barnes himself uh, from the MCU. Number five, Dan the Man, Pin Badgley. Um, obviously, Joe from You is the you know primary pop cultural reference that we have, but I've never really watched that show. To me, he's always going to be the love interest from Easy A, uh, the, the true good guy in that scenario, the one that ends up with uh, Emma Stone. Number three. We got to take Gossip Girl herself, and by that I mean the voice of Gossip Girl, Kristen Bell. Uh, of course, Anna from Frozen, or Anna from Frozen, and uh, Eleanor from The Good Place. Cody, shout out to you, one of your all-time faves. Uh, number two, of course, Nate, played by Chase Crawford, as we've mentioned. He's the deep in The Boys, which I know when uh, Mean and I first started watching The Boys, that was a big uh, big moment for you when you were like, what? It's that guy from Gossip Girl. Uh I would say their characters are not necessarily similar, but they do exist in a uh, an aura in a space that gives off a, a same energy. He's more of he's I definitely more of a, I think in in the boys. He's a little chuckier. Yeah, I feel like it's what we could see Nate become. Like I feel like if, if you could see a, a nice strong uh, track into him becoming the deep. Nate, if Nate got superpowers and, and started talking to uh, squids and hanging out with Homelander, maybe he would end up like that. Finally, number one, another Cody shout out here, Blair's stepdad, Cyrus Rose, Wallace Shawn, aka the Zini from The Princess Bride, uh, the second episode we ever did on the podcast, Princess Bride. So shout out to Wallace Shawn. Inconceivable. Yeah, love Wallace Shawn. <laughs> shout out Young Sheldon, too. Oh, good. Pitch time. Shout out Clueless. It's in that too, guys. True. <laughs> Connections. Exactly. Pitch time. New season, spinoff, blah, blah, blah. I will say they have done a reboot of this show that is available on Max. They've done two seasons of it. Here's a little synopsis for you. Nearly 10 years after the original website shut down, a new generation of teenagers are under the vicious and watchful eye of Gossip Girl. But this time, instead of the juicy scandals going around New York, Gigi goes global. And this time, no one is spared from her wrath. Oh. So, you know, it's now it's on HBO Max, so they can be a little bit more adult with some of the themes. And, you know, it's obviously a more diverse cast. There's some non-white lead. LGBTQ plus characters used. Um, just, a, you know, a more modern rendition of Gossip Girl. So, obviously, they've already done the reboot. But, uh... Cody, what would you want to see the spinoff be for Gossip Girl? Yeah, this was, um, I don't have the best ideas, I don't think, this week, to be fair. 
but I got a couple ones. I don't know. I feel like for and uh, just pitching like a another specific season, kind of maybe in between one of these, not necessarily like a spinoff idea. I would like a season or maybe just like a few episodes where they like kind of what I was saying earlier too, like where it's like the summer and they all go to summer camp or something, but it's like really rich person summer camp. So maybe like it's gossip like, girl European vacation. <laughs> yeah, like that, or it's like a yacht convention or something in like the Netherlands or, or something really stupid. But like you just separate them for like a couple episodes, it, like in a different kind of you know setting. I think that'd be fun. My other thing too, um, and this is totally this is kind of like a weird spinoff. But what if? And I just want one specific episode for this. But what if they got cast on Survivor, um, <laughs> just because? They are such good liars. Like they are ridiculous, especially like um once we get to I think it was uh season five, like Penn Badgley and, and Blair. Like they're just lying through their teeth the entire episode. It's kind of kind of impressive. So I think just like one spit on episode of like just them all on an island trying to outdo each other would actually be really interesting. Um and just you know, for my personal taste, I think that'd be a great episode. Talk about the showmances there, Cody. The possibilities <laughs> are endless. Oh, it'd be probably the best season of Survivor of all time, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> Nina, what do you want to pitch? My pitch is to fully combine you and Gossip Girl. And it's going to be like just a couple episodes, but basically I'm pretty sure Serena is his first victim. And here, I'll tell you why. And one of the episodes we watched he said he talks about serena the same way joe talks about his victims and you like i saw you and blah 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 it's super creepy and i was like no you're not convincing me that dan is not joe and he changes his name in the show and decides to not be you know joe goldberg and stuff in later seasons so I want like maybe just a couple episodes. I don't know how long I want it to be, but basically I want it to be Dan and Serena, 100% Dan and Serena. And then something happens, Serena gets nixed and Dan is no longer Dan and he becomes Joe Goldberg. And then we're off into you. So the ultimate setup, the prequel between connecting Gossip Girl in the world of you. Yeah, I either want that or I want... As you guys mentioned, I want like a, a show with Jack Bass, but I want him and Chuck. Like I want them off just doing their thing for a little bit because there's like stuff about that in the show. And so I want a little bit of that. So I want Chuck to be like the cameos that we get of Jack and Gossip Girl in Jack's show. I'll take the Jack Bass show, but keep Chuck far, far away. That's all I'll say. Chuck <laughs> I feel like the ob- I feel like the obvious connection point, especially for the three of us here, is let's let's go Midwest gossiper. Let's take it, small town Indiana. <laughs> you know how the uh, the drama and the gossip can spread through a small school just like that. Well, I tell you what, here comes Gossip Goat, the uh, the countryside's <laughs> hottest new uh, gossip page that's going to be sharing, uh, you know, who's who's sleeping with their cousin and um, whatever uh, other drama is happening at the, at the high school. Who was doing something in the corn last night, you know? That's so dangerous. No, I feel like that would turn into more of like whose parents are doing whose parents. Cause I feel like that was always the shit is like, 
someone your friend's mom is having an affair with like your other friend's dad and you're not supposed to know about it but everybody knows about it nebraska is that crazy just, man is that just me <laughs> we'll add that into the story you'll bring in the parent drama i'll bring in the high school drama and we'll we'll have gossip goat it'll be wonderful good title yeah she's I'm, goat i'm on board alliterative <laughs> it's an animal alliteration yeah more or less <laughs> would you watch more or less than the five episodes we watched to get today cody what do you think you know this is tough because i kind of want to say both um more in the sense of possibly i would want to watch season one just because i feel like the high school seasons would maybe be better than everything past that i feel like everything past that i'm not interested at all if i'm being honest Overall, just based off of the five episodes we saw, I'm probably going to say less just because, like, as it got along, I feel like it did get a little bit worse and worse, like I said. But, um, I, like I said, I, I didn't hate it as much as I would. I was definitely entertained, I think, throughout these five episodes. I feel like it, at a point, it just, it's just kind of repetitive and it's kind of just the same stuff over and over. But not bad. Good, good pick, I think, for Mina. But yeah, a little more season one, a little less of everything else, I think. I think it is interesting that you kind of identified those first two seasons because like so many shows really have to deal with that transition, especially shows that are focused around the high school years where it's like, if the show is popular and is going to continue telling these characters stories, once they graduate high school, it has to become an entirely different thing. And like the way you interact with people and the way that you, your like day is structured completely and utterly changes and the problems that you face change and, you know, things have to become more mature. So whether a show can like, expand and continue to you know still be popular and still tell stories that are important as it goes into like those older years of college it, it's really difficult and and i agree that this show maybe isn't as successful uh in those later years although we didn't really get to see too much of it my take is that like 10 episodes would be like the perfect amount to watch so yes i think we should watch more but i don't want to spend you know what six seasons 25 up like what is this? It's over almost 200 episodes, right? That this show has. So I don't think you need all of it, but there are six seasons. So maybe like a good 10 to 15 episodes to get a, a better picture than just the five that we watched uh, for this episode. It's like the, the Clone Wars cut thing. Right? Have you seen that? Where it's like, you only need to watch these episodes, really like Clone Wars to get that. There needs to be a Gossip Girl kind of version of that. <laughs> where you get all the important moments in like, you know, 20 episodes or something throughout the entire series. And I'd watch that. Yeah, I will say that was the craziest part watching it for me, knowing everything that like we were missing. I was the whole time I was just thinking, holy shit, Corbin and Cody do not understand anything they're watching right now. <laughs> and that was enjoyable for me. But I was also very interested to hear what you guys had to say today. It's, I have a question. Did any of my explanations of anything about your questions and anything make you want to watch more of the show or make you want to watch less of the show? I think a little bit of both. You definitely, I, I do commend you as well for just sticking through and, and answering all of our questions because I feel like I was lost most of the time. But you know, like some of the stuff you would expand on, and I was like, okay, that, that's interesting. And some of the other stuff, I was like, oh, that sounds really stupid. So you did a great <laughs> job of ex explaining it enough to where we don't we don't have to go seek it out. <laughs> yeah, true. That's fair. <laughs> really enjoyed doing this episode uh at the very least cody and i now can hold a conversation with people out in the world regarding gossip girl we can act like we've seen it and we do know who the titular gossip girl is 
So we really have the most important piece of information uh, that, that any person needs. Thank you. And thank you for uh, forcing us down this journey. Of course, before I let you off the Gossip Girl hook, I have to tell you my favorite person to cameo in Gossip Girl simply for the fact of what has happened since. But Army Hammer has a couple episodes. I thought you were going to say Kevin Spacey. I was, I was waiting for something worse. No. But Army Hammer, he but, does, he seems like he would fit into the Gossip Girl world both as a, a person and an actor. Yeah. Yes, and his character is very interesting. I don't know why I, he's my favorite, but he's just awful in it, but great in it, and it's it's fun and like worth what he does in his personal life that we all know about now. Like, makes his character even more interesting to me because I feel like he would also be into those things. So, well, we'll clip that you said that you love him, and uh, he's your favorite <laughs> character ever. Sounds good. <laughs> Nina, thank you for uh, joining us for this first Friday of the month of August. Thank you to everybody who listened uh, to our wonderful episode on Go Piss Girl. Cody, any final thoughts to, to leave the people with? No, I think it was a, a fun first Friday Five. Definitely catch us back here in a month. But yeah, big shout out to me. I think this was a really fun episode, at least for, for myself and Corbin. But uh, always, I'm sure we'll have you back on soon as well. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Peace. Like Gavin. XOXO, Gossip Girl. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.